Hello and welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club, the place investors go to gain actionable advice, learn about current market trends, and hear war stories from other professional investors out there in the field today. Before we get started, I have two quick housekeeping items to cover. First, if you like the episode, we would very much appreciate a like, subscribe, and share. It is the best way to support the show and keep it running. Second, if you are a new investor looking to get started in real estate or an experienced investor looking to take your investing to the next level, we created an ebook for you that will cover how to find deals that are actually deals, how to finance those deals with little to no money down, and how to exit those deals for maximum value. On top of that, I throw in an insane amount of free bonuses that you'll have access to once you buy the ebook. All we charge is our admin cost to keep the show running. So, if you're serious about real estate investing and want to create both active and passive income as an investor, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com and click on the button that says get the ebook to grab yourself a copy today. So with that said, let's dive right in. Today we have a very special guest with us ready to drop some investor knowledge on you. So buckle up, grab your pen and paper and enjoy the ride. We are live with another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. Today we have with us James Ledbetter. James comes with us from a wide range of experience. He is a Texan. We love having Texan investors on the show. He has, he has 10 rentals and one commercial rental. He has stuck with real estate despite lots of lesson learned and not being handy. So I'm sure James has some good stories for us. James, thank you for hopping on the show today. How are you? Hey, I'm great, Gabe. Glad to be glad to be a part of the discussion. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, to get us started, why don't you tell everybody? You know, I know you got some good stories in there. So tell us, how did you get started in real estate in the first place? Sure, sure. Um, well, first and foremost, um, I'm I'm the epitome of just a regular guy. Um, I've I've got uh, a full time job. I've got a wife and two uh, two daughters, and many, 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 many years ago, uh, as a bachelor, <clears throat> I purchased a tiny little house, about 900 square feet, three doors down from the house that I grew up in, and uh, I occupied that little uh, space um, as a bachelor. And uh, then eventually uh, found my soulmate and uh, uh, have been on this real estate journey ever since. When I, when I purchased this little house, um, when it came time to move, I thought to myself, huh, I wonder if I could keep this house as a rental. And that's when it all started. I had zero experience uh, and I. Uh, started down that path. Uh, that that property, Gabe, has I've had it for twenty something years. It's a tiny eight hundred square foot house. It has turned into that commercial property. Oh, so wow. I've had yeah, I've had a commercial tenant in the property for over ten years. Huh. And um, it's it's been fantastic. Uh, it's actually occupied by a um, wealth management uh, individual 
Okay. Um, okay. And I signed a commercial lease with them, and um, it's it's been a fun journey. Uh, so a, that space is zone commercial. That's real. Oh, it's it's zone commercial. It is now. It used to be mixed use, but because it was in a small downtown area um, in central Texas, all the tiny little homes, including uh, my house, have turned into professional use, you know, by a CPA, by a financial planner, by a dentist, those kinds of things. So while I purchased it, I used it as a bachelor pad um, um, so many years ago, but all the space has turned into, uh, uh, you know, it went through that journey of mixed use and now it's commercial property. Yep. That's uh that's really cool. I mean, I mean, I, uh, you know, I always see, you know, lawyers, CPAs in, you know, basically houses, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's a row of general single family houses and then you got your CPA there. And I always wonder like, you know, commercial tenants tend to be better in the sense that they have longer terms. Um, they're paying a little bit more than a, than a residential tenant. And so you'd think that it would be just, you know, overall, it would just be a better situation if you could get them to actually do that. So it sounds like you, you know, you had the single family, it was zoned, uh, mixed use. And then just by happenstance, you, it was rezoned to commercial. And that's kind of how you got it to stay in or how you got the, the commercial tenant, the, the, um, the wealth advisor to actually come and sign that lease with you. Yes. And, and again, um, it was, um, I didn't let my fear, uh, just grip me to the point where I thought I can't do this. I thought, Hey, with a lot of, um, you know, hard work and, and luck, maybe I can navigate these waters and pull it off and thank God it's worked out. Um, it's, it's, it's been neat. Uh, but as a commercial space, you know, you have to think of everything from, um, you know, because the space is being used by customers of this investment advisor, I had to retrofit the house for ADA purposes. Uh, you know, uh, and, and so there all, there's always some uniqueness to a commercial space, but, um, I didn't let that deter me. And, uh, I'm, I'm glad I stuck with it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I, and you're right. I mean, once, you know, I got started in real estate in, uh, well, I actually started with a flip, but after that I was doing, um, wholesales and every time you do something new that you haven't done in real estate, there's so many different strategies, but each, each different one, I'm always like, before I pull the trigger, I'm always sweating bullets. I'm like, shit, is this going to go right? Is this going to go wrong? I don't know what's going <laughs> to Right. Right. So that, that's uh that's great that you kind of push through that fear there. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I love your story. You're a full-time, you have a full-time job. Um, you know, you, you are the epitome of kind of the person who's, who's pursuing their own career. And then they're also doing real estate on the side, um, for their own financial security, their own financial, um, um, future, if you will. So, you know, you have that one commercial property. You also have an additional 10 rentals kind of take us to take us through your journey. How, how did you get those 10 rentals? What, what's the experience been like since that first, uh, you know, 900 square foot, um, house that you had as a bachelor? Sure. I think with, um, I, I think it, uh, I, I truly gave did not have some well articulate articulated roadmap. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized, Hey, I kind of like real estate for some crazy reason. 
and um, and uh, thank God I'm still married. It hasn't wrecked my marriage. Uh, and thank God, uh, yeah, I don't have a ulcer. I don't believe I have an ulcer. So um, I I realized that for some reason I'm I'm attracted to real estate, mm-hmm. and um, because it's not everybody's cup of tea. But yeah. I think I'm a good example of, hey, trying something is never a bad idea. And uh, you can do so without uh, financially destroying yourself, meaning, you know, some mistakes can be very costly. Mm-hmm. But I think I've, I've just always kept in mind, hey, we, we hear that term exit strategy. You know, worst case scenario, if I make a really a uh, huge mistake. And I'm certainly not um, uh, insul- insulated from that. You know, I've made every mistake in the book, but you can learn from your mistakes. And if those mistakes, uh, if you have exit strategies and you realize, hey, if I get in over my head, what's the worst case scenario? You know, can I, can I get out from underneath this, this property? Can I sell it? And in most cases, the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a business, and I'm sure you would agree, where you have to be perfect. You have to be the smartest. You have to be um, a number cruncher um, and dot all your I's and cross all of, I mean, dot all your I's and cross all of your T's to make it. Um, so over the years, I've just, as I've had, thank God for my my full-time job as i've had 20 percent down to put down on a house yep i have gone on the mls and tried to find a good a good buy and uh, over the years i've i've built uh, a gave uh, a relationship with a few banks and realized okay they're telling me if if the property um you know holds it holds its value and if I can uh, put down 20%, they'll give me a loan. So I have mortgages on all of my properties. I have loans on all of my properties with the exception of that commercial space. I paid it off this past year. Oh, wow. Uh, I felt like, uh, yeah, that was a nice accomplishment. And I've managed to pay off my personal refer- uh, residence where I'm. I'm recording from now. So uh, I own two properties, free and clear, one being my personal residence and one being that commercial space. My goal is to really get aggressive about paying down these these loans and just uh, strengthening my uh, financial position, you know, and increasing my net worth. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've purchased a home uh, sometimes two or three a year. Sometimes I've gone a whole year without purchasing a property. So I try to I try to be patient. I try to find something that appeals to me. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this will make you laugh. For some odd reason, all my homes are four bedroom, two bath. It that wasn't planned. It wasn't <laughs> intentional. It's just it's it's worked out that way. Every. <laughs> Every just single family residence that I've purchased is four bedroom, two bath. 
That's not, I mean, that's not a bad mix. I mean, it's very, uh, you know, it's family oriented. So you're going to get some, uh, some good rendering. Right. Right. And so, uh, once I've gotten, you know, once I've, I was able to build loan relationships with a few banks. And once I knew, hey, I could get financing, I felt like I was off to the races. And I do like so many other investors do. I put these homes on Zillow. I, uh, I, I, I don't uh, subscribe to the model of going in, um, uh, giving it a huge makeover, uh, you know, um, and, and making it the best rental house in, in the area. Um, that certainly works for so many people. I try to find homes that just need um, a, a, a little quick, bit of love. A quick, yeah, a little bit of love. And then I focus on uh, trying to find a tenant um, that, that this house, you know, can be a blessing for. Meaning, um, I've learned over the, over the years, um, you've got to trust your gut. If you've interviewed a few potential tenants and, you know, they may look very strong on paper, but if your gut tells you, Hey, you're not a good fit for this house. Uh, you don't seem to, um, I'm, you don't seem to convey that rent's going to be a priority for you. Then I usually will pass on those people. Uh, because the last thing I want to do is move somebody in and, um, and then realize that this isn't a good fit. When those, circum- when those instances have happened, Gabe, um, I'm quick to blame myself, meaning I don't get upset at the tenant. I realize, hey, uh, you, you rushed in your zeal to find a tenant. You didn't find a good fit. And so um, when, when I've had tenant circumstances, and everybody does, um, I usually get mad at myself because I didn't listen to my gut and um, I, I, you know, maybe rushed to find a tenant because I didn't want the property sitting empty for too long. Yeah. And that, I mean, the process of actually finding good tenants can, it can be, uh, I mean, depending upon where your, where your, where your, um, your rental is, it can be quite a difficult process. Uh, so I, I mean, I applaud you for, for the restraint. I've, uh, I've had experience in, experiences myself where I wasn't, where I kind of uh, was a little bit too fast and got people that you're right, weren't a good fit. So, um, so how do you, how long do your tenants stay usually? It sounds like you, you do a lot of due diligence. You do a lot of, you know, you really try to find a good fit when it comes to tenant and house uh, mix. So how, how long is your usual occupancy? Well, um, I always try to edge. Uh, execute a one-year lease at a minimum. And um, I, you know, what what I typically do, and and this certainly isn't all that creative, but as we get to that one-year anniversary, I'll reach out to my tenant because I'm a big believer in, hey, open communication is so paramount and so key. And when we're coming up on that one-year relationship, uh, you know, time period, I will ask them, hey, uh, would you like to renew your lease or are you anticipating needing to do something different? And that way, um, hopefully it sends the message that, that the message that I'm trying to convey is, Hey, if life changes 
and circumstances change and it gives them an opportunity to let me know, hey, James, we're, we're not happy here anymore. We, we don't like this place or uh, we don't like you <laughs> or, you know, some, something has changed and, and we won't be renewing. But at least at least that that uh, discussion has has occurred. And then I try to convey that, hey, let me do everything within my power to make this transition uh, to leave as as seamless as possible. And so I try to take the high road and, and say, hey, listen, appreciate uh, you guys being there in the house this past year and wish you all the best in your journey. And then, but at least I know without too many surprises that, hey, I'm, I'm going to be in search of a new tenant soon. Yep. So it sounds like you do, uh, you manage all your own properties. Um, at 10, well, that's 11 properties, actually. People usually, uh, you know, start getting a property manager, you know, a, a little bit sooner than that. What, why do you, um, why do you continue to just do it yourself? Was it, uh, is it more, is it the financials, the 10% that, that you're, you're looking to save, or is it, uh, you just enjoy the actual process of property management? Well, Gabe, I think for me, and and certainly, you know, not everybody, not not every real estate investor subscribes to to my approach. Um, I think for me, um, it because I'm a penny pincher, and uh, I realized, hey, um, while there certainly is value in property management, at least now, and of course, I could change, I could change in time and think, why did I ever? Uh, do that landlording piece myself. But for now, um, I've just over the years built a long list of folks that I have found through Craigslist, through word of mouth. Um, And so, you know, I encourage my tenants, hey, have me on speed dial. When when something is broken, call me and um, I'll try to be Johnny on the spot and, and deal with the thing expediently. I wish I were handy. Uh, oh my gosh, uh, I've, I'm not, and I'm so envious of people that just have that innate skill to know how to fix things. So, um, (laughs) yeah, so what I do is, um, I, I tell people, I tell, um, I tell contractors, Hey, I may beat you up on price, but please understand, um, I, um, you know, that that um, I'm a guy with um, a, a portfolio, and I'd love to keep you on my list. And if we can come to an agreement, and if you can work with my budget, uh, there'll be more work for you in the in the future. So I navigate those those repairs that come up as as best I can. Uh, I'm always adding people to my list and and striking them off. Uh, and I like the fact that I I don't have that expense coming out of uh, my budget every month. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for sure. management company. Yeah. I mean, 10% is, is, well, it's 10%. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's right. It can, it can add up after right. 10 rentals for sure. Um, no, but no it sounds doubt. like, it sounds like you, uh, you, you kind of, you know, you're not the most handy person. I'm sure you've, you've changed a light bulb or two, but you're not, uh, you're not super handy. And that's exactly where I am too. I've, uh, I've done a few things, but I'm not, 
Um, I, I remember I, I did, I did a floor one time. I, I laid tile and uh, a contractor came in and looked at the tile and he's like, who laid that? That was a horrible job. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And, and, in in like manner, um, it, it, even when I accomplished something small, I, I marvel at the, the fact that I was actually able to do something. So <laughs> yeah. I, I guess the message is if you find out that, Hey, you like real estate. And and you see the value in it and you see how it can produce passive income and it can it can help you build your your net worth and all of that. Um, don't let don't be dissuaded by the fact that, well, I, I I don't know how to do tile, I don't know how to do carpet or paint or anything like that. You you can still um, as, as I have been a witness to, you can still have some successes, even if uh, you're having to uh, rely on contractors. And, and by doing so, uh, you, you can actually wear that landlording hat mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and, and juggle all the balls of life uh, somewhat successfully. Sure, a ball will hit the ground from time to time. But again, I've got a full-time job. Um, I'm a full-time husband. I'm a full-time father. And, um, and so it is do- doable. You don't have to make a huge leap. You can make your, your leap in very small incremental steps, which is the system I've used. And, and it's certainly been a fun journey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, I really, I do like your story because so many people, I mean, I even got started. Um, I had a job and I, and I got started investing. Um, and it, it's hard. It's like, it's really, it's a lot to do, especially when you have that job. Um, and I don't have, I didn't have a wife at the time. I have a girlfriend now, but, um, I mean, you have kids, wife, job, uh, investing that is so many balls to keep, uh, to keep in the air and you're still doing it. So, um, if you guys, anybody listening, watching, you have no excuse. James did it. You can do it too. So uh, just get out there, get your first deal done um, and, and get going on that road. Awesome. Well, James, we are actually, we're nearing the end. It goes by super quick. So I'm going to push you into the, uh, the quick question round. Um, so if you don't mind me asking, you know, you got started, you've, you've had quite a, quite a career, um, many years, uh, so if you could go back to the, to the James who, let's say bought that, you know, the bachelor James, the one who just bought that 900 square foot house, go back to James, give, sit him down, look him in the eye and give him one piece of advice moving forward in real estate. What would that piece of advice be? I think it would be, um, as it relates to real estate. Um, thank God we, we live in a time where you can truly um, gain some tremendous insight uh, without having to pay for that advice. You know, with the with Google and with the internet, there are so many good resources. And with podcasts, and with podcasts, without <laughs> without question. So uh, I think it's I think it's uh, key to to remain humble and not uh, not assume that you know more than you truly do. Uh, but don't don't be gripped by fear. Uh, have have an exit strategy so that if you realize that real estate is not your not your thing, and um, you you can you can pursue a new path. But if you find out that 
for some reason, real estate uh, does fit me, fits my personality and all that, well, then um, you, you can be off to the races. And uh, you, can, you can certainly learn as you go. Um, I, I'm a big believer in, you know, um, visiting with, with professionals such as yourself and, uh, you know, uh, gleaning information from, from others that have been down that journey because everybody's journey is very unique. Um, and there's, there's, there's still more, uh, room for others to, to jump in either, either slow and incrementally, which has been my plan or, or if you, um, have the resources and the time to, to, to throw more, um, time and effort into it, well, so be it. So be it. Absolutely. Um, next question goes into your habits. I mean, you've, you've gotten a lot of success. You've got 11 rentals. Um, and so something you're doing is right. So if you could point to one action that you feel, you know, over the years that you have done, um, consistently as a habit, what do you feel feel has contributed the most to your success today? I think, uh, it's been, um, you know, focusing on being a good communicator, um, with, with, with all your instances in all circumstances, uh, you know, because real estate involves getting, uh, oftentimes involves getting a loan and so forth like that. Um, I'm not afraid to make 10,000 phone calls to every bank under the sun in hopes of getting a yes yep. and not giving up and, and keeping the, the frame of mind, hey, there's bound to be an option. There's bound to be a way to creatively get something done. And then when you, when you have tenants, yeah, really priding yourself on having good, uh, good communication with your tenant uh, because um, there, there will be challenges along the way. But if, but if there's good two-way communication, you can navigate uh, whatever circumstances uh, come up. Um, I've, I, you, you mentioned trying to flip, or, or that was your first. Uh, I tried to flip once. Um, thankfully, I didn't lose my shirt. Uh, but I realized uh, very humbly, if if it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Yeah, so it's not easy. Um, no, I realized that hey, if I were to ever try to flip again, I've got to. Uh, really do uh, better due diligence, prep myself, uh, learn, 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 because it, it, it didn't go as, as expected. So uh, learning from your mistakes is, is paramount and key. And, um, and certainly not thinking that, well, you know it all. And uh, there's just one way to skin a cat because that's just a misnomer for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, the uh, doing your first flip can definitely make you humble. Um, <laughs> oh, without question. So I've kind of stuck with a buy and hold approach, um, but knowing that there are so many different ways to be successful, and um, I think I think Gabe, I'm uh, for this year. I hope by year end to pay down 
my second oldest uh, property uh, by a significant amount. I, I hope to throw like $50,000 at that outstanding balance. And I'm going to use a lot of credit, a home equity lot of credit that I secured on my personal residence. You know, I've, I've learned how, oh, that's, that's, cheap, that's cheap money. And so I'm going to try to accelerate the payoff of this, uh, this other property. And um, maybe early next year, I'll be able to say, okay, I've got another one paid off, free and clear. Um, and just incrementally try to, um, you know, keep that ball moving down the road. And uh, just just see where this takes me. I've, I've never thought about getting into um, multi, you know, uh, yeah, multifamily, uh, but certainly uh, see the see the wisdom in that. And, and I certainly admire people that are doing that with with success. Yep. Uh, but right now I'm, I'm just a buy and hold kind of guy. And and I guess my overall message is. You can do this, and um, there, there's a path forward. And if you find out that you love real estate, like I do, um, uh, you can look back over the years and say, hey, with, with some level of, of confidence that, hey, I've, I've started this journey, and it hadn't killed me, and I think I'm, I'm um, you know, better off where I was had I not uh, started down this path. Absolutely. Well, I mean, you're an inspiration to me, at least, uh, because, you know, having the job and all those other balls that are in your life, that that is no small task. So um, kudos to you. Um, the last question is always books. Uh, I don't know if you're a bookie, do you, uh, but I like to ask people one book recommendation, be it, um, you know, a real estate r- book recommendation or just general life wisdom. Um, do you have any any good book that you'd like to recommend to the listeners? Um, I, I, I don't. Um, okay. I'm, I'm more of a periodical kind of guy, meaning um, I love getting on podcasts and reading, uh, you know, actual uh, experiences of, of real estate professionals and, and things like that. So maybe I'm not as, as uh, astute as I should be. And uh, you got 11 rentals. You're as good as you need to be, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, I, um, there's a way to educate yourself without it being overly cumbersome and expensive. And thank God to individuals such as yourself that, that, um, you know, uh, where, where, where we can, uh, learn from others and and really challenge ourselves in new ways. So, um, yeah, um, absolutely. Glad to be living in the digital age for sure. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Uh, well, James, we are we're at the end of the episode. Um, I just want to thank you for hopping on the show. Um, if somebody was listening and they wanted to, you know, get in contact with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? I'd be happy to give out my personal cell phone <laughs> number. And if someone, um, you know, within your audience, Gabe, if there's someone within Texas uh, that would like to talk real estate, um, man, I'm, I'm all ears. And I'd love to be a resource for them in some small or great way and just, just connect. And uh, it's always neat to find people of like mind. Uh, so, yeah, happy, happy to uh, 
um, offer what little uh, guidance I may for somebody who who's already involved in real estate or starting that journey and wanting to know, um, you know, how, how to make it happen. Awesome. Um, so I will, you give me that after the show and I'll put it in the show notes. Um, so if anybody wants to, uh, get in contact with James, you can cl- uh, click through below, I'll grab his email. Um, and you can, and you can grab that from him. Um, James, again, thanks for hopping on for everybody who's here with us today. Thank you guys for showing up. You, we, we cannot do this without you. You're the reason we're here. Um, so again, thanks for showing up. The best way to support the show is just to subscribe, like, and share this episode with your friends and family. Other than that, hope you guys have an absolutely fantastic week. Keep kicking butt in real estate. And I look forward to having you guys on the next episode. Hey, thank you again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Real Estate Investing Club. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and were able to pull some actionable advice that you can go home with and apply to your own investing business. Before you go, I have a gift for you. If you're a new investor looking to get started or an established investor looking to take your business to the next level, I've created an ebook just for you available on the website. This ebook will cover how I was able to create both active and passive income in real estate with very little money to start with. In it, I will address the three most often cited obstacles new and veteran investors run into by showing you how to find a deal that's actually a deal, how to finance that deal with little to no money down, and how to exit a deal for maximum value. And if you get the ebook today, I'm going to bury you in bonuses, seven of them to be exact. First, you'll get the off-market lead generation blueprint, which will take you through the exact systems and processes we use to generate off-market leads like clockwork, which is the most important skill when it comes to creating real wealth in real estate. Then you'll get the A to Z REI systems and vendors guide, which will allow you to peek under the hood of our business and see the exact tools and systems and even the vendors we use to grow our business. After that, you will get the top 100 best performing keywords pack, which will give you the exact keywords we use to target leads online and generate leads without having to lift a finger. Next, you'll get the contracts bundle for wholesaling and renting real estate, which will give you access to all of the contracts we use in the field to execute all types of transactions. After that, you'll get the investor's quick analysis calculator and offer tool, which will allow you to quickly calculate whether a deal is an actual deal and will allow you to create an offer automatically from those calculations. Next up, we'll give you the Investor's Daily Success Tracker, which is a tracker you can use to ensure you are taking the right actions day in and day out to reach your financial goals in real estate. And finally, you will get the Wholesaler's Template for Quick Assignment Cash, which will give you the templates we use to present our wholesale deals professionally and efficiently to our buyers. I know that is a ton of things to say. I'm glad you were able to stick with it. Uh, so you'll get both the ebook and all of those seven free bonuses when you download the ebook today. All we charge is the admin cost to run the show. So if you are interested in the ebook and the bonus bundle, head on over to the website at therealestateinvestingclub.com. Click on get the ebook bundle at the top of the page and take advantage of that deal. With that housekeeping item covered, I hope you have an absolutely fantastic day and even better week. Keep rocking real estate, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.
All right, before I officially sign off, I have a quick announcement to make. If you're interested in becoming a passive investor in one of my deals, my own company, Kaizen Properties, is looking for capital partners for our upcoming projects. We invest in what are known as recession-resistant assets, mainly self-storage facilities, mobile home and RV parks, and industrial properties. If you're interested in investing and would like to learn a little bit more about my company, our investing criteria, and some of the previous projects we've done, go to the Real Estate Investing Club podcast at therealestateinvestingclub.com and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the page. Click on the Invest With Us button. That'll pop up the investor form. Fill that out and we will reach back out to you as soon as we can. Or if you prefer a little bit more of a personal touch, you can reach out to me at gabe at therealestateinvestingclub.com. So really, that is it. Again, it was a pleasure hanging out with you guys during this episode, and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode.